Welcome to the Here and Now Motherhood podcast. Here and Now Motherhood is a nonprofit designed to support moms in their transition into motherhood. I'm your host, Nicole Hunt. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Here and Now Motherhood podcast. We have a guest with us today who's going to share her motherhood story, uh, Brittany. Brittany, would you mind just giving a quick little introduction of yourself? Yeah. Hi. Um, thank you for having me first, Nicole. Um, yeah. My name is Brittany Lewis. I live in Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, I work at East Tennessee State University and um, I have a two and a half year old son um, named Jack and a little girl on the way at the end of December. So congrats. Thank you. Um, well, what do you do at ETSU? I'm an academic advisor, so I help students kind of select classes, and um, I work mainly with undecided students, so helping them kind of navigate what career field will be the best fit for them. Awesome. That's great. Um, So let's kind of, we'll hit rewind and go back to before you ever started your motherhood journey. Um, Okay. So before you ever you know, started becoming a mother, started considering that it was, um, you know, that was maybe you chose it, maybe you didn't, um, to become a mother. Um, what was your perception of motherhood? Um, I mean, I kind of always had in my, I guess, life, uh, (laughs) vision that I would be a mother. That was very much part of my plan. Um, my, I'm one of four children, so uh, my mom, especially now that I have kids, um, I can recognize what an angel she <laughs> she is um, for for raising all of us and dealing with us. But um, yeah, I just I mean I had a I had a very positive um, outlook of motherhood of of the process of um, that relationship. Um, so I always kind of knew that that was something that I, I wanted to do in the future. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. So it sounds like it was, it seemed like, um, a very positive thing that you were planning on. You always remember planning on being a mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want, I, I mean, for, I don't know when this turned off, I guess, but at some point I, um, kind of my whole childhood, you know, growing up in a larger family, I was like, oh, I definitely want four kids, you know, just like my parents. And, you know, that's, that's the dream. And then (laughs) as I kind of got older and, and had more of an understanding of what that actually meant and (laughs) like what a responsibility, even one additional human is to someone's life, much less four. Um, I kind of backed off on that a little bit, but yeah, I've, I've definitely always had motherhood in, in my plans. Totally. I did the same thing where I was like, I want a thousand kids. And then I had one. And I'm like, this is like a lot. Yeah, exactly. Then you have Maybe one and happen. you're like, mm, I don't know how people do it. Right. Yeah. And, and then it, well, like you kind of mentioned about your mom where you're like, wow, you were really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so um, when, what, what point did you kind of start on your motherhood journey? Was it, was it planned that you decided you wanted to have Jack is is your oldest, right? Mm -hmm. Was it planned? Was it a surprise? How did that go for you? Um, it was, it was very much planned. Um, so, and (laughs) it, it was a, a longer different kind of journey than I expected. Um, so my partner and I have been together since high school And, um, we got married, you know, relatively early, at least, or young, like in comparison to the majority of our friends and stuff, um, in our early twenties. And, and we both had a lot of conversations from the very beginning about, you know, family and kind of what we wanted for our future. And, um, we had a lot of things that we wanted to kind of do before, children entered into that picture. Um, you know, we both wanted to finish school. I had plans to go on to grad school. And, um, so it was very much like a timeline in the future. And 
of course, getting married, um, we were married for about seven years before um, Jack was born. And (laughs) I feel like, especially in this region of the country, like people are like, always asking you like, when are you guys going to start a family? Like you've, you've been married for so long. Like, what are you waiting for? You know? And, um, but we were like very intentional about our family planning. Um, and so as we kind of inched closer to, to our planned time of like kind of opening up the idea of, of starting a family, um, I had been on you know, birth control for years and years. And I decided to come off of birth control to give my body some time to kind of adjust, um, from, from being on hormonal pills and everything for so long. And, um, in that process kind of realized that I wasn't ovulating on my own. Um, so I just, I stopped taking birth control and I never had a period. I went like months and months without having a period, um, which can be, you know, that can happen to, to women, especially after being on hormonal, hormonal birth control for a long period of time. So I kind of knew that that was a possibility. And so I wanted to give myself months and months to kind of reset, um, before trying to get pregnant. Um, but, you know, just like months and months and months went by <laughs> and, uh, and I never like had a period on my own, you know, eventually my, you know, phys- physician kind of intervened a little bit and was like, well, we need to, we need to do something. You can't just like not ever have a period. So, um, but yeah, so that was kind of something unexpected. I, before going on birth control, I never had any issues with my period, um, you know, I had a pretty regular cycle and everything. So I wasn't anticipating any issues fertility wise when I went off of it. Um, so (laughs) it was kind of a, an interesting shift, um, because I felt like we, we had waited for so long to try and get pregnant and, you know, obviously been very intentional, like I said before, about planning for a family and, um, you know, taking precautions for years and years and years to prevent pregnancy. And then it's kind of like the moment that you switch that mindset <laughs> to, okay, I think I want to get pregnant now. Um, it's kind of like all you can think about <laughs> all of a sudden, mm-hmm. especially when it's not, when it's not coming easily, when it's not, you know, something's in the way, something's making it a more complicated situation. So that was kind of an interesting experience for me to just like all of a sudden, you know, spend so many years of my life trying, (laughs) trying not to get pregnant. Um, and then immediately just, it's like, you know, a little flipped switch and you're like, that's all that's going on in your brain all day is what's happening with my body is why isn't it working and so yeah that was interesting and that's big like two totally different I mean it's it's interesting because like you had been like avoiding pregnancy for so long but as soon as you are like I want to have a baby like totally changes like your outlook on it Mm -hmm. yeah um so what what kind of steps did you have to take to um, to get your period back? So it was, luckily I did not have to do anything super invasive. Um, so I'm very grateful that, that that was, you know, never anything that I had to, to deal with, but it was basically a series of like oral medications that I took. Um, and there were a couple that I tried and, you know, didn't really make a difference. And I ended up um, taking a combination of pills to help induce ovulation. Um, and uh, Clomid is is one of those. So that's something that a lot of people are familiar with if they've had any, like, experience with fertility medication and stuff. That's a pretty common one. Um but there, you know, there can be a lot of side effects to those medicines. And, um, I'm also very fortunate that I didn't have any like extreme reactions. Um, you know, if, if I did have any 
kind of side effects, they were very mild. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a miserable experience for me by any, any means. Um, but it just, it takes, you know, (laughs) I guess you don't, until you're like really heavily tracking everything, you don't really realize how long a cycle can be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when you're thinking about it every single day, um, you know, and, and week to week, you know, it just like every month just seems so long. And, um, so I think it was, I'm trying to remember, uh, I think it was about like six months of, you know, trying a couple of medications and, and kind of figuring out what was going to work for me. Um, and then I had one cycle where I was successful in ovulating that, um, that cycle. And, but I, I didn't get pregnant that time. Um, and then the next cycle I did. So I really Mm -hmm. only had two cycles of the medication once I figured out what was going to work. Um, and then I got pregnant with Jack. So that was also a very, you know, fortunate thing. It wasn't, um, you know, years and years or anything like that. It was, um, probably six to eight months from like kind of deciding that we wanted to start to, to figuring out what was going to work. So what was the emotional toll on you during that six to eight months? Um, (laughs) that's a good question. Well, you know, I, I'm very much a planner. I'm, you know, I, (laughs) I like to have control over certain things, especially when you're like talking about your own body, you just kind of like assume that you have some semblance of control. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was hard. I mean, it was, it was, um, difficult for me to kind of just let go a little bit and say, you know, whatever is, is going to happen, it'll, it'll work out. Um, I kind of bounced between, oh my gosh, this is, this is the worst. Like, this is never going to happen for us. Like, we're going to have to look into some other options and things like that to like, you know, calm down, (laughs) like get a grip. Like it's going to be fine. Just take a step back. Like you, you know, a year ago you weren't ready to have a baby. Like, so this is not, you know, it's not a huge deal yet. Like we haven't gotten to, um, to a point where, we have to start thinking in extremes, you know? So, um, I did kind of have to check myself along the way. Um, but I, I think kind of the hardest part was just like the, how it just kind of takes over your thought process all day, you know, like Mm -hmm. all day, every time you go to the bathroom, you're like, is it, you know, is my period going to start? Like every time, you're intimate with your partner. You're like, is this going to happen? You know, like it just, it just changes, um, your mindset in a lot of, a lot of different areas, like constantly. (laughs) So, um, I think it was just kind of like emotionally exhausting to be thinking about it nonstop for months and months and months and months. Um, it totally makes sense, especially because like, Cycles, I mean, like, let's let's say, like, the the average person's probably has, like, a 28-day cycle. That's long. Mm -hmm. Like, so, like, 28 days in between ovulating, that's, like, a long time to think about it. And so, yeah, it totally makes sense that it almost feels like a marathon. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and especially in the first couple of months while we were still kind of messing around with some different medicine – was like some some of my cycles would be 40 days some would be like closer to the 28 you know the mm-hmm. like quote unquote normal and so um yeah it was just it was just like a lot of mental energy that i wasn't necessarily expecting to go into it um from the very beginning i guess so and it also <laughs> it also kind of opened my eyes to like how how little I understood about my body and the whole, the process of getting pregnant and, you know, how there really is this tiny window in the middle of this cycle that you're even able to conceive. And, you know, I, I, 
assumed myself to be a pretty um, educated person on women's health, but <laughs> um, quickly learned that there was a lot that I didn't know. And um, so that was also kind of, um, I don't know, I had some anger associated with that. I was going to ask that. you if you felt angry about that. Yeah, I did. I felt like, why, like, why don't I know? I mean, it was, it was also kind of shameful. I'm like, why, why don't I understand this more? Like I, this is my body. Like, why don't I know how all these processes work and why haven't I looked into this before, you know, but it's, I was also just angry. Like, like, why do we, we put all this pressure on women from a very early age to like, you know, control these very natural processes of their bodies and tell them like, you know, especially <laughs> in certain areas of the country, uh, one of which being where we live, um, there's not a whole lot of education about women's bodies in school or, or from an early age. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of like fear based education and like, you, you know, you can get pregnant at any time, all the time. And um, so you better be careful. And so to learn later when I'm actually going through this process, like, no, it's really like 36 hours right. <laughs> that, that you're like able to do this and you have to be very intentional about the timing of it. If you, you know, if obviously there are surprise pregnancies that happen all the time, but, um, but you know, it's not as easy <laughs> as a lot of people make it out to be. So, um, so yeah, there was like some shame in, in my not understanding that, like me being surprised by some of those things. I was, I felt kind of stupid that I didn't know that stuff. Um, but then I was also kind of angry that I didn't know that stuff and, yeah. <laughs> and no one told me. <laughs> so did you, did you ever read the book taking charge of your fertility when, when you were in this process? I did not. No, I didn't. I, I read that book um, maybe like a year and a half, two years after I had my son. And it's designed for like um, for like using like tracking your menstrual cycle and your cervical mucus and all mm -hmm. of that, like as a method of avoiding pregnancy. But you can also use it to conceive because you're like learning what all the like what your temperature means and what mm -hmm. your cervical mucus means. But I was totally angry just like you when I read it because I was like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Like I can only get pregnant for, like you said, like 36 hours mm -hmm. possibly. Like yeah. and my body is basically like a sperm killing machine. Like <laughs> what? That's not what I thought, like what I was educated on. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, um. And in the book, she was saying that pretty much like most of the women that talked to her after reading it, they're really angry as well. So I, I think mm. I think it's interesting. Um, so when you found out that you were pregnant, um, uh, what was that like when you when you figured that out? Um, well, I mean, obviously, we were very, very excited. <laughs> mm -hmm. I kind of had um, prepared myself like for a potentially much longer um, process. Like once we figured out, you know, that this medication was going to work, I was still like cautiously optimistic, like, you know, we could still be doing this month after month. And, um, you know, there are only so many cycles in a row that you can do with the medication that I was taking before, um, most physicians kind of recommend that you take a break, mm -hmm. um, just to kind of let your body rest a little bit. Cause it can be intense, um, for your body and, and there are side effects and things. So, um, you know, I had, I had that in kind of the back of my head that like, this could be like a long-term thing. Um, and so I was actually pretty surprised, obviously very happily surprised that it, it was only two, two cycles of, of the medication that worked that, um, before we got pregnant and, and then I was, you know, I couldn't wait to tell our families. And like, I had, I was very open with my family about, um, you know, having to be on these medicines and, you know, they knew that we were trying and everything. And so I was excited to kind of tell everyone. And, um, and then obviously I was also very scared <laughs> because those first, you know, 12 weeks are, are very sensitive and, 
and things can happen. And so, um, so yeah, I was, I mean, I was over the moon. My partner and I were like very excited, very surprised, shocked. Um, it was, it was the greatest news. Um, but I'm also like quite a worrier (laughs) Mm -hmm. and an anxious person. So, um, so yeah, the first trimester I, I was certainly like worried about the potential for a miscarriage and things like that, that I think probably every woman has those thoughts in early pregnancy. And, um, so yeah, it was kind of a mixture of emotions for sure. Yeah, totally. Was the pregnancy, um, did you have any like complications during the pregnancy? Luckily, no. Um, it was a really, I mean, it was an easy pregnancy from, from the beginning. Um, I had like, you know, some mild symptoms, like I had some nausea and stuff at the beginning, but it was never anything extreme. I think I only got sick like a, a handful of times. Um, and there were really, there were no complications. Um, and you know, any pregnancy symptoms that I had were kind of just like mild or very expected things throughout. It wasn't anything, I didn't have to deal with anything gnarly. So that was nice. (laughs) That is nice. And it does make sense that, you know, you still kind of have that nervousness being Mm -hmm. pregnant of being afraid of a miscarriage. I think that's super normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, do you have family that lives around here? I do. Yeah. So, um, my family and actually just recently now, um, all of my siblings are back in Johnson city. So, um, like my entire family is here. Um, my extended family is from all over. We actually moved to Tennessee from Oklahoma when I was like in grade school. So, um, no extended family, but my, um, immediate family is all here. And then my husband was born and raised in Johnson city. So, um, his family and, um, sisters and their families and extended family are all kind of in this, in this area. Yeah. Um, what was it like? So one of the things that can change like during our motherhood journey and during matrescence is the, um, our status within the group and the group could be, you know, many different kinds of groups, but Mm -hmm. some people start seeing that as early as being pregnant. And some people start seeing that later. Um, did you experience any of that when you were pregnant? Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I, I assume that this is a typical experience, but I guess it could potentially not be, but, um, you know, I guess as a a pregnant person, especially like I'm one of the older children in my family. So this is like the first, Jack is the first grandbaby on Mm -hmm. my side of the family. So, um, you know, you, you're like doted on as this pregnant woman and you're, everyone's always asking about how you're doing and how you're feeling and, um, you know, just curious about the process and stuff. And, and so, you know, that, that part was fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, getting to kind of, um, experience and, and learn new things about like the, um, you know, there's all like the apps and stuff that can, that will track your pregnancy and give you updates every week and, you know, compare the, the baby to different vegetables and stuff. And <laughs> so, um, so I would like send that to my family every week and tell them like, Oh, we got to, you know, we got a squash this week. Like this is what's going on in there. And, um, so it was very much like a communal like conversation and like a topic of conversation and something that we were all, um, really excited about. And so, um, that was, you know, that was fun. And, uh, my husband's family there, he's, um, the baby of the family. So there were all, already a couple of, of grandchildren on that side. Um, which was nice cause he has two older sisters that I could kind of ask questions, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, some good resources there. Um, and, so, yeah, I mean, it was my experience being pregnant was very positive, like kind of all around. Um, That's great. Yeah. What was um, what was birth like with Jack? Um, 
it, I, well, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I was induced on my, um, on his due date. Um, so my, I had already started dilating and, um, and everything like weeks beforehand. So my body was moving into that direction. Um, but we decided that an induction would be, would be right for us. And so, um, the induction went well. I mean, you know, I responded well to, um, to all the medication and everything, which was good. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard to answer this question, I guess, because just kind of recently in my second pregnancy, um, one of the first appointments that I had for this pregnancy, the, um, physician that I met with, um, they were, I'm trying to remember how they phrased it, but they were like, well, uh, due to the circumstances of your, uh, delivery with Jack, you are eligible for, um, for a C-section or like for an elective C-section if you want. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean the circumstances of Jack's delivery? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I remember it being fine. Like, what do you, like, what is, what do you mean by that? And so like the, only in the last couple of months have I like maybe reflected on his birth experience a little bit more and realized that like, maybe it was a little bit more complicated than I ever <laughs> like knew. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, so my labor was fine. It was like, um, I started the induction medication, I think at like 6am that morning. Um, and you know, the contractions and everything started pretty quickly. Um, like I said, you know, there were already signs that my body was preparing for labor and I had kind of started the process naturally. So, um, it moved along pretty steadily. Um, and then he was born at like 546 that night. So it was, you know, like 12 ish hours of labor total, which is pretty short for, I would say most like first time moms, especially. Um, but he was, he, I did have to have assistance from a vacuum, which is partially something that I like kind of don't remember. Mm. <laughs> um, I think just kind of in the haze of it all, it was so quick um, that I don't like, that was just not something that I remembered being like a huge uh, component of his birth story. It was just kind of like the last couple of seconds and that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, I pushed for three and a half hours, which is a long time oh, yeah, <laughs> to push. Man, I, I pushed with my son for three hours and it was so long. It was so a very long, long time. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and I guess after, you know, that long, they, they realized like, okay, something's like going on. And so, um, he was just like stuck in my pelvis. Like his, his head was just kind of in slightly the wrong position. And he was just like, not, he was, he couldn't just keep being pushed in that position. It wasn't going to go any further. And so, um, you know, the doctor was like, we're going to try the vacuum just really just to move his head up a little bit to just kind mm -hmm. of shift positions. And so the, the contractions and my pushing would, um, be more useful. So, um, that, and he, I, you know, to the physician's credit, he was just so calm and cool about it that I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Like that, does, I mean, you seem very, uh, confident about what's happening right <laughs> now. And I like, you know, I'm really tired of pushing. So <laughs> anything that you can do to move this along. That sounds great. Um, mm -hmm. so, and then in, in hindsight, I remember, you know, like we did the birth classes and everything beforehand. And, and I remember hearing like, you know, everyone has these horrible, uh, like the expectation of having to use a vacuum or forceps and things like that is just like, Oh God, like that's a, you know, that's never good. And you know, that can, that can be a terrible experience. And, um, but like that, 
wasn't the case for me. <laughs> so that's really I had, good. I had um, a similar experience where my mom, like, I was like, I don't want any type of intervention. And my mom was like, well, when you get to it, you might want it, you know, right. like, like it might be really useful when you get mm-hmm. there. Well, and I, I had, I had a very open mind about my birth experience, um, you know, kind of in total, like I, I was very much like, I want to labor naturally as long as I can. Um, but if I get to a point where, you know, I, the experience is too much, or I feel like I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to be able to keep up the pace, what I need to, to keep everything moving because I'm exhausted or whatever. Um, you know, I'm, I'm open to an epidural and stuff. So I kind of had this kind of rolling understanding of like, I'm just going to kind of do what I need to do in the moment. I can't make these decisions like beforehand. I don't even know what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. I've never done this before. Right. (laughs) So I just kind of got to see what happens. Um, so yeah, so he, uh, you know, we did have the, the vacuum assisted delivery and, um, it was very quick after that. I mean, they literally just like moved his head up like an inch and then he, he came out just, just fine. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so in my mind, like I didn't have any complications afterwards. Um, you know, obviously it's a healing process, but it wasn't anything, um, unexpected or, you know, severe by any means. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that was good. So in, my recollection of his birth was all very positive. Um, and so it was very interesting (laughs) when I had this like first appointment for my current pregnancy and they were like, Oh yeah, if you want to have an elective C-section, you're a candidate for that because of your experience last time. And I was like, my very positive experience last time. I don't (laughs) like, what do you mean? Um, that's so so, funny. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I, I get it too. Like you're so, you know, you're in a different zone during labor. Your, your mind is in a thousand places at once. And, you know, you're focused on, on the goal ahead, obviously, but also they're just like a flurry of emotions and, and things happening and hormones and everything. So I just, I don't know if I'd, I mean, I know that the doctor told me what was happening and I knew what was happening when it was happening, but looking back on it, I never considered that to be like a negative thing. I still Mm -hmm. saw it as like just this quick process of how my son came out. (laughs) So like ultimately it was a very positive experience because he came out and he was healthy and happy and, um, you know, so yeah. yeah, it's so funny how like our perception of our births might be different than like an outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you were you were saying that physically you didn't really have like it was a pretty um normal recovery for you after the birth. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I didn't have uh really like any complications or anything that I mean I I don't know that I fully understood what the healing process from a vaginal birth was ahead of time. I mean, you know, you like read articles and have friends that will like be real with you and tell you, (laughs) tell you the truth about things. Um, But I don't know that I like realized that I would be bleeding for so long or that there would be like, you know, this real process of all the steps that it would take to like just go to the bathroom (laughs) like all of these different products and like water bottles and you know ice packs and like just all of these things this like tote of items that you would have to take to the bathroom with you for weeks and weeks so you know of course there were things that I was like cognitively prepared for but did not actually like realize what that experience was going to be like um but yeah, but outside of the kind of expected uh, healing process, I didn't have any any complications or anything, which is which is great. That is good. Did you? Um, so there was, I think it was last year for the Super Bowl. There was um, Frida is like a brand where they do lots of like mommy. Yes, yes. Yeah. Did you ever see the? Um, their ad that they tried to get to air during 
the Super Bowl, but they it didn't wind up getting aired. I feel like I'm remembering this, but I don't I don't remember what the ad was, but I do have yeah, a recollection was, of this. Um it was totally like that whole thing you're describing of like, you know, you're wearing like mesh panties and you're like waddling to the toilet and you're like trying to fill up the peri bottle while you're going to the bathroom while you're sitting on the toilet and you're like just have all this stuff and it you know, you probably have some scars and mm-hmm. it was like so real. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's what it actually looks like after yeah. you have a baby, you know, where you have like this tote full of stuff you have to bring with you. <laughs> um, but I'm like, man, I wish I could show that to everybody because like mm-hmm. you, you just don't like it's hard to wrap your head around it of like the just the logistics, you know, of what it's like yeah. after you have a baby. Yeah. Um, so you when you brought Jack home, what was that? Um, what was that like? That first day of bringing Jack home, like. Um, I mean, it was like the most amazing thing and the most terrifying thing all at once. I think is mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of the only way to describe it. It was. Um, I remember being super, and my husband was driving home from the hospital, and both of us were like you know, I, I think we were probably going like 20 miles an hour down the road, mm-hmm. <laughs> like having him in the car with us. We were just like, oh my God, you know, so, so cautious. And every turn was like, he was like riding his brakes through every turn. And, um, mm-hmm. so like, we were just very nervous. Um, and just like having him at our house, we're like, okay, like now, like, what do we do? Like, you know, I remember thinking when we were getting discharged and stuff, like the discharge process kind of like happens for several hours, you know, like you have Mm -hmm. different people coming in and signing different paperwork and giving you different things. And so like kind of during that whole day of being discharged from the hospital, um, you know, we were just like, well, I feel like they probably have some more information they need to tell us first. Like there's probably more stuff that we need to know before we just take this baby with us. Right. Like there's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be mm-hmm. some kind of like packet <laughs> that they send home with us that tells us like, okay, this is what, what you do now. Um, there was no packet. Um, <laughs> so we're just kind of like, you know, a little bit in shock, I think. Um, luckily we had, obviously a great support system having both families here. So, um, so that was good. We had a a lot of visitors to check on us and, and things. So we definitely were not, um, you know, just like kind of left alone in that. But yeah, I I think it's just kind of like shocking at first, um, especially with a first child, like you don't, you can take all the birthing classes and all of the newborn care classes and, you know, read all of the articles you want, but it's, it does not fully prepare you for when it's your child in your arms, in your home, and you are suddenly a hundred percent, um, you know, that you are their everything. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, they're a hundred percent reliant on you in every way. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of a, an adjustment for sure. Totally. Um, it's, it's often like very overwhelming. Was it overwhelming for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's just so like so many things going through your mind like constantly, you know, like trying to, are they sleeping enough? Are they eating enough? Like I never, I did not realize how much we would pay attention to every ounce of liquid or (laughs) every bit of poop that came out of his body. Like I did not know that that was really going to be something that my husband and I discussed on like an hourly basis, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, you know, how much he was pooping and peeing and, um, and I was breastfeeding. And so that was, uh, that was a challenge at first. Um, so, you know, that there's just like so many things that you're trying to kind of make sure are happening in the appropriate time periods and how much is happening. And, um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's very overwhelming for sure. While you're kind of learning what those things are that you need to pay attention to, um, that are all new, obviously Mm -hmm. things that you, don't 
you don't know to pay attention to them until you have a small baby that you're uh, responsible for. Um, And then kind of just the adjustment of like getting used to the day to day and the new routine and, and things like that. It was, yeah, it was a big, a big adjustment. Yeah. The new routine I feel like is definitely like a big piece that like, I didn't expect like how much of like an emotional toll it was going to have on me. Like Mm -hmm. it's pretty big to like, like at the beginning only sleeping and like, like, you know, the baby's getting up every like two to three hours. Mm -hmm. Like that's big. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, I guess that's like a a thing for new parents. They know that they're going to get less sleep than they did before, but, um, it's not like you practice beforehand and like wake yourself up every two hours and, and go sit in the living room for an hour, you know, like you still don't understand what that feels like. And plus, um, you just gave birth to somebody. So mm-hmm. you basically are like recovering from surgery. So it's like, in what other situation would you be like healing and then waking up every two hours, you know? Right. Right. And the, I think it was like the first six weeks or so, um, Jack would not sleep during the night unless me or my partner were, was holding him. He would not sleep unless we were mm-hmm. holding him. And so at first, you know, like we were trying all these different things, just like different ways of swaddling him and, you know, sound machines and all of these different things and, and nothing was really working. And, Um, after a couple of weeks, we kind of got into this rotation of, you know, like I would go to sleep for two, two and a half hours then, and he would hold him in the chair in his room while I would try to get some sleep. And then I would wake up and I would feed him and then we would switch and my husband would go to sleep for a couple of hours and then I would feed him and then wake my husband up and he would come and hold him. And so we just had these, like, I mean, literally we would make a post-it note at the beginning of each evening, like the three hour chunks of time and like who, who shift, who was on shift for those hours. Mm -hmm. Um, and like where his feedings would be in between and everything. And so, um, and we did that for weeks (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there was, there was one one night, I don't remember how, I mean, it was all such a haze, especially now, but, um, there was one night kind of at the beginning of this cycle that we had started, um, that in the middle of one of our shift changes, uh, it was probably like 3am or something. Um, and we were, it was like the house was pitch black and Jack was sleeping and we were kind of just like trading him off. And, I just looked at my husband and I was like, what, like, what have we done? (laughs) This is is so hard. And like, like, what have we done? Is this, is this forever? Like, is this three hours back and forth, like never sleeping at the same time? Like, is this ever going to be, is this ever going to end, you know? And like, of course, Mm -hmm. like, obviously, yes, it's going to end. The newborn phase is like, it's the longest and shortest thing on earth. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I literally looked at him and was like, what have we done? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This, this may have been a terrible decision. Like what, like, I don't know if, if we can do this. And, um, so yeah, it it was, it was a lot. That's, those are some big feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night at 3am being like, (laughs) what is going on here? Yeah. Um, How did that, I mean, or different parts of motherhood, how did that affect your relationship with your partner? Um, I mean, I think, you know, in the, in the first couple of weeks, obviously we were both very sleep deprived. So I wouldn't say that either of us were like functioning at our best in any aspect of life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but we, had a lot of conversations ahead of Jack's birth about like, okay, like we are, we are expecting to be functioning like at a minimum, like we are going to be sleep deprived. Like we're going to be overwhelmed and scared and confused about things. And like, we just have to make sure that we're always on the same team. Like we're, you know, we're always, going for the same goal. Um, and 
like we just have, we have to communicate. Um, and so I am a much more vocal person than my husband. Like he's much more stoic. (laughs) And so we had a lot of conversations ahead of time. Like, like, you know, we, we have to be very openly communicating about things, um, like all of the time (laughs) or, it's, it's going to get to be too much because it is overwhelming and you're so tired and there's just like so much newness all the time that you're trying to navigate. Um, and also like we entered into the plan to be parents and entered into parenthood as very much a 50, 50 deal. Like, you know, we were both willing and, um, and dedicated to being equal partners in this child. And obviously, you know, with um, breastfeeding and stuff like there are, there are going to naturally be things that fall more on the mother's shoulders in, in those early weeks. Um, And, and so, you know, like we knew that, but ultimately, you know, we just had to, focus on like keeping the communication lines open. And, you know, of course we faltered. There were, there were times when we would snap at each other and things like that out of just pure exhaustion and, um, or also just like not really knowing what to do in a, in a certain situation. Like if I'm like trying to think of a specific example and I really can't, but, um, you know, there were definitely times when we were like, should we be checking this? I don't know. Like maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. Should we call the doctor about this? I don't, you know, so you're always, everything you're doing is the first time you're doing it. And so, mm-hmm. and neither of us could say like, I know exactly what to do. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. you're both kind of just navigating all the newness and like trying to make the best decisions for this little baby. And, um, also trying to like respect the opinions of the other person and their experience and what their concerns and worries are. Um, but I think we have a, a pretty good balance as far as, um, you know, I am much more of a worrier just in general. Um, and so there were many times that he, um, my partner like kind of talked me off of a ledge and like helped me like become more um, calm about, about a lot of things. So I think, you know, overall, while there were new struggles that we dealt with, um, like it ultimately strengthened our relationship because we had to communicate more um, and more effectively about what was happening kind of like every second of every day. Um, and it was also just like this incredible experience to like, watch him be a dad, like just like seeing him interact with Jack and like take such good care of him. Like I could not have asked for a better partner in that time. And like, or even now, like it's even, it's a lot more fun, um, like, you know, watching Jack as a toddler, he's just like learning so quickly and like his little mind is just expanding so much and watching he and my husband play together and, you know, just like make up all these games and play with dinosaurs and everything, you know, it's just like, it's really, it creates a new depth to our relationship and our marriage that, that was not there before. Just like, because I get to like watch him be an incredible parent. So Um, that's really cool. You guys had been together for quite a while before, so you probably had kind of a solid foundation to build on, right? Yeah. Yeah. We started dating like our senior year of high school. Um, so like we were, um, married for seven years before we had Jack, but, um, dating and stuff for like almost 11 years before that. So, wow. Yeah. And that's great. It sounds like um, overall, like motherhood and parenthood has been like a very positive um, addition to your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. I mean, it's definitely hard. <laughs> um, it presents its own set of new challenges. Um, but it's also like this, 
you know, this like new common goal that you have with Mm -hmm. your partner and this like, like, you know, this team that you're on, that you're supporting one another and you're working together. And, and so, you know, it's, yeah, it's like a, it's a different type of, of partnership rather than just, um, you know, taking care of each other and kind of fostering that relationship. Like also the parenthood aspect of it just adds more layers to it. So totally. Um, what, um, during, you know, this whole motherhood process for you, um, what has your mental health been like? Um, I know some people kind of struggle with that and some people don't have issues with that at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I have a, um, a master's degree in counseling. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that going through that program and, um, like studying mental health in that way certainly gave me some tools that I otherwise would not have had, um, Mm -hmm. just to kind of work through things on my own. Um, but you know, there were definitely months, especially in, within like the fourth trimester, like right after Jack's birth, like your hormones are doing crazy things to your mind. It is um, really a lot of mental gymnastics (laughs) that are happening Mm -hmm. with adjusting to life with a new baby um, and just like all the changes that are happening with your body. And there's, you know, you're constantly questioning, like, am I going to be able to do this? Am I the right person to take care of this you know, sweet little thing. And like, am I enough? Like there are definitely constant, um, constant, you know, voices in your head telling you that you're doing things wrong or that you're not good enough or, you know, so I would, I mean, I experienced that for sure. Um, I, I was able to work through those things in like on my own, I think because I had, I have a background in mental health. And so I kind of knew kind of how to like, um, identify those things early on before it became an issue. Um, and I could kind of intervene to some degree, like on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I had any extreme experiences, um, with postpartum mental health, which was very, very lucky. Um, but I think, I think I was more anxious than I have ever been. I like, I think that I have always been kind of a worrier and things like that before parenthood. Um, but even now I would say my anxiety levels are certainly heightened by, Mm -hmm. by being a mother, by having that additional, um, like level of responsibility and, um, and just like, you know, more things to worry about. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I mean, in the, in the first couple of months after Jack's birth, it was, there were some times when it was really rough. Thankfully, um, I had some like cry sessions with my mom that I remember very vividly. Um, especially I struggled with breastfeeding for the first couple of weeks. Jack had a really hard time learning how to latch. Um, and so, and that was something that I really, really wanted to do like that, you know, that was something Mm -hmm. that I was really willing to, to like push myself to figure out. Um, and I just remember like sitting on her bed one evening when we went over, to my parents' house for dinner. And I was like, you know, I just kind of started immediately crying when I saw her (laughs) when we walked in the door and I was like, I have to talk to you. And so we, you know, like went back to my parents' bedroom and, and I just kind of like released all of my emotions and she really just kind of put things in perspective and, and, um, and like helped me through that. So I think, if I had not had some of the emotional support that I had, like my partner was always very willing to hear, um, hear me when I needed, needed him to be there as a sounding board. And, um, and also like my mom for sure 
who had experienced this multiple times <laughs> and, um, you know, some really close friends and stuff. I think that it would have been a lot more challenging, but I had a lot of support around me um, that kind of helped stave off any like serious mental health concerns during that transition period. Totally. That's wonderful that you had such a strong um, like support system in place. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Um, so one of the things that often changes when we become moms is our identity can kind of change. Have you experienced mm-hmm. anything like that? Um, yeah. I mean, I think I'm still kind of trying to pinpoint <laughs> exactly, um, how I am separate. Like I am a separate being than the person who is Jack's mom. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm still trying to figure that out. I Like it's, it's a very important part of my identity. It's like, but I also, I don't know. And I, this is also like colored by the last, you know, what are we in like month eight or something of COVID times. And so there's like not a whole lot of like extra things going on. It's like work and, and being a mom, <laughs> like those are like right. the two activities that I partake in every day. Um, <clears throat> so there's not a lot of like hobbies I'm getting into or like other, like outside, you know, a lot of my social interactions have been really limited, especially because I've been pregnant during this entire period. So mm-hmm. like from the very beginning of this pregnancy, like we found out, that I was pregnant in the beginning, like the middle of April. So it was really like when everything was very heightened, um, kind of everything was starting to shut down due to COVID. So um, we've been like very cautious throughout this whole time um, with me being pregnant. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think a part of me is like, this is, this is kind of part of it when, when your children are so small, like when they just, they require so much of you, like all of the time throughout the day, like they, you know, he's two and a half, he can play by himself for a certain amount of time, but it's not like he's feeding himself, you know, he's not like, he's not an independent child yet. So, um, a part of me is like, well, you know, when he's older, then I'll have time to get back to like, what I, what's important to me or like, what's, you know, what my hobbies are, what my, um, what my full identity is. But a part of me is like, well, I can't just like wait for that to happen. (laughs) Like, Like when will that happen? Like, you know, when is the end to that waiting period? So, so yeah, I have not figured that out. (laughs) I I think there, like, there's definitely like a lot of push and pull with that. So Mm -hmm. like, um, it's kind of complicated, especially like, did you already have like your career kind of in place before you had Jack? Yes. I, yeah, I actually switched jobs, um, within the university, like pretty soon after he was born, um, or like after I came back from maternity leave, but, um, it wasn't like a, a huge, a huge change. So yeah, that was pretty much established ahead of time for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Was that kind of nice to have that, that like part of you like kind of solid while you're kind of figuring out the motherhood part? Yes, for sure. I, I think that made things a lot easier. Um, and that was, that was part of, you know, originally wanting to kind of be very intentional about our family planning. Like we wanted to have school out of the way. We wanted to have like, some type of financial stability. We wanted, you know, like we wanted to have our, our jobs kind of in place. Um, of course there were fluctuations there and things that happen that you can't really plan for, but, um, but I think that that made it a lot easier that I was not having like the motherhood transition along with a career transition or like any other major kind of life. Mm-hmm thing. Totally. Um, well now that, um, that Jack's 
you know, a toddler and you're pregnant, um, what are some other things that have been kind of surprising for you during this part of your motherhood journey? Um, I think like what has surprised me, um, I just like, I don't know that I was expecting and having a counseling background, like I'm pretty, um, in tune with my emotions. Um, and I don't, I, like, I, I guess I just did not think that so many different conflicting emotions would be happening at the same time. Mm. Um, you know, they're especially like <laughs> in envisioning like the transition to a two child household and like Jack is two and a half. He's, he'll be three in February. So um, he's very much getting into like the toddler stage of tantrums and like really big emotions and, um, you know, trying to kind of insert his independence, but not quite being able to do that yet. And what that, how frustrating that is for him. And, um, so kind of like balancing the emotions of like being stressed out about that, but also like enjoying so much of how quickly he's learning and like how his personality is really starting to come out and like, you know, getting to experience more things with him because his, his language is developing so much more. So we can really like have conversations about experiences and, mm -hmm. um, and so it's like, <laughs> can be the most frustrating time and also like the richest time. Mm -hmm. And so I really like, that's been an interesting thing for, for me to understand like that they're even like through all of the phases so far, you know, you kind of have to check yourself and like not wish it away. Like some of the, especially like super newborn times when you like haven't slept and everything and you're just like, oh, like, is this going to last forever? And then in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, it's, you're on to a completely different developmental period and you're like almost mourning those, those weeks that were just there, you know, like there's, there's always, um, they just like grow up so quickly. So I think that that has been a, a surprise is just kind of like the, the back and forth of like, everything's great, but it's also so hard, <laughs> like yeah, all, at, all at one time. Um, but I also didn't expect for like, I mean, I have learned a lot about myself through the transition into motherhood. Um, both good and bad, you know, I've learned a lot about my strengths and I've also learned a lot about what I need help with and what, um, you know, things that I, I need my partner to, to be, uh, you know, kind of the head of or in charge of, um, and, you know, things that, that like trigger my emotions in ways that I, you know, haven't learned to check yet. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been eye-opening for sure in a, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. is there anything that we missed about your, um, motherhood journey that, that you would like to share? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think we, I think we covered a lot. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Um, well, what advice would you like to share with, uh, the parents who are listening? Um, advice. Oh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's hard. Uh, I think, I mean, I guess I kind of touched on this a little bit just now, but, um, <clears throat> Try, I mean, as hard as it is, like, this is not something that I can say I'm like a, a champion at, obviously, because I just talked about how difficult it was. But as much as possible, like really being present for and finding the joy in every stage, um, because 
it just goes by so quickly. Um, and there are really, really challenging parts to all of it. <laughs> and I assume that to be true. I mean, obviously my son is still very young, so I've only been through so many of those stages and there are many more to come, but my assumption is they're all going to have their, <laughs> their difficulties and their joys. And so, um, you know, just to not wish those times away because they all, they just like go so quickly. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing your story with us today and uh, letting us know a little bit about, you know, what motherhood has been like for you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Until next time, this has been the Here and Now Motherhood Podcast. 